0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to the Hogline podcast. You are listening to episode 36 of the Hogline podcast. Uh it's just me and Jack today. Hey. Jack is uh bringing the energy. <laughs> um yes, yeah, so yeah. this is episode 36. Uh we got I always say this every every single episode, but we do have a lot to talk about today. I feel like this could be a, one of the longer ones. But what do I know? It could end up being short. Who knows? Uh, we're gonna be talking about the NBA. We're gonna be recapping the Golden State Warriors and Houston Rockets game six that wrapped up the series last night, and also we'll be previewing game sevens. The two game sevens are tomorrow. Yep. So by the time this is out, uh, they'll probably both be done, and what we're saying will be outdated, but it'll still be uh, you know interesting to hear what we had to say, what our thoughts and whatnot. Um. Yeah, then we'll be talking about the rest of the playoffs kind of in general briefly. Um, I'm going to say what I think's going to happen. And after that, we'll be talking <coughs> about the PGA Championship. That is this week on Thursday. Um, getting into that briefly. And then to close out the show, uh, I'm going to ask Jack some questions. He doesn't really... I mean, he doesn't know what it's about, kind of, but not really, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get started. Uh, the... First thing we'll get into is the Rockets and the Warriors. Last night, game six in Houston, the Warriors defeated the Rockets one eighteen to one thirteen. And this was a great game. It really was.
1: It was. I didn't get to watch the first half. But um great second half and a great game.
0: I ca I don't know exactly but <clears throat> I can't remember a time where one team led by more than seven or eight. There was never a double digit lead, I don't think. Uh, pretty much every single time it was just neck and neck the whole way through. Um Steph was scoreless in the first half, as probably everyone knows. Uh he didn't he had zero points, which is very odd. And he finished with thirty three in the game. He had <laughs> twenty three in the fourth quarter. A lot of big shots down the stretch. So he played awesome.
1: There's was a stat um it was on. They ESPN showed it during game um, last night. Steph hasn't missed a free throw, a postseason free throw in the fourth quarter or overtime since twenty fourteen or something. or twenty fifteen. I think twenty fifteen finals. I think was the last time. Just like during the stretch where he got fouled so many times at the end.
0: I think in this one he went eight for eight. Yeah. In this past the one yesterday. And that's
1: why he had twenty three in the fourth because he hit the line so much. But yeah.
0: Yeah, and he had. Back, uh, a step back three with like a minute and 30 seconds left put him up by five I think I screamed it's over it wasn't over I mean they, they was still yeah, I don't know why you said that I just yeah. wanted it to be over I'm like it's over oh, of course over. they wanted
1: to be over yeah but
0: if you couldn't tell we were both rooting for the Warriors of course because Jack obviously with his disdain for James Harden and I'm kind of hopping on that too I, I uh, he sucks yeah <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of made an enemy out of himself in a way. I feel like I feel like it's not just us though.
1: Yeah, I mean, and his legacy kind of took a hit. Not legacy, I guess legacy is the right. I don't know if that's the right word. Just like the the what's the word? Just the saying behind James Harden just Ranger through again that he can't put up playing the postseason. Which I know you he put up 35, but I mean he just can't win in the postseason. Is what I mean. Yeah. Over his career, he hasn't... What is the farthest he's been?
0: been to the finals on the Thunder.
1: On the Rockets. They went to Western Conference finals last year, but, I mean, their historic choke. Uh, yeah, he just proved that... I don't know. I mean, I hate him, but, like, he put up 35, and I can't say he can't play in the postseason, but I don't know. He couldn't beat this Warriors. This,
0: well, I mean, we'll see. If, if they get to spend, but if they don't, then he might have similar problems for the rest of his career in the postseason, but... Um, I don't know.
1: What? The last two games without Durant, still couldn't beat them. Yeah. They are full strength.
0: Yeah, no. But maybe it's just the Warriors. Who knows? Yeah, um, I think...
1: I Maybe not... It may not just be James Harden, just the Rocket system in general. Like, they don't play that many guys. They throw, yeah. what, their seven or eight out there for most of the league, seven, I think.
0: I think it's... And then there's a lot of ways you could distribute the the blame on the Rockets, but I feel like more blame has to go on D'Antoni. He just historically has never made it yeah. as far in the playoffs. And he's
1: a good coach, yeah. Just I guess he's not a postseason coach. I wrote down. I was looking at the stats for the Rockets in this series just not that long ago. Um, why I noticed that PJ Tucker's playing played a lot. <laughs> Throughout this series, he averaged forty-one minutes per game, up from the season he averaged thirty-four minutes per game for the whole season. Uh, I mean,
0: I don't. He's good. I don't. I don't know how good he is. He's an undersized forward, but he's like good. He plays good, hard defense. His field goal opponents' field goal percentage I wrote down is forty-eight percent for this series. I don't know. He's always hustling out there. It's what I see.
1: Not much of an offensive threat. The season he averaged 7 points a game, 5 rebounds a game, 1 assist a game on 39% shooting. Like statistically, I don't know. He didn't jump out at me at all, just looking at it now. I don't understand why he he was out there so much. I mean, it's I guess it's because they really don't have size outside of Clint Capella.
0: Yeah, who would be their next tallest player, do you think?
1: I guess that's why he's playing so much, and that could be part of their problem. He's only 6'5", Peter Joker. Right, I, yeah. And he's their small a, a small forward. Plays, they run three guards the,
0: out there. He plays the four sometimes. Yeah,
1: he's got. Oh, he's got to play the four. They're, they're, I
0: think Iman Shumper is taller than this, but
1: yeah, but he I don't know how good he is, but they, they run three guards. But yeah,
0: he's more of a three. They run
1: three guards: PJ Tucker and Clint out there because it's Paul Harden and Gordon, and they run Tucker. That's the, their lineup. The majority. That's I think that's their starting five, if not the the majority of the game. Their lineup. They I maybe it's just that they, you got to chalk it up to. Not their lack of size that could be an issue. Maybe I mean, when the Warriors got guys like Draymond and Iguodala, that they're not big themselves. Clay but...
0: Thompson's a big guard, right? And Durant's, I mean, with Durant, Durant's
1: a big. I'm just trying to say without Durant, but also with Durant, like I don't know, they're not. I wouldn't call them a big team. Like the Sixers are a big team, but like the Warriors, are not necessarily a big team. Just yeah, maybe the the Rockets' lack of size at the forward position is really could be a part of their problem. Maybe.
0: Clay had 27 in this contest, wow. and Chris Paul played really well. He had 27 points and 11 boards, shot over 50%. Harden, you said, mentioned before, had 35, so he did what he normally does. Um, just an average game for him. but Yeah, below average. He 36. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it was just too much. <laughs> I also have written down Chris Paul in his post-game press conference. I think he what he said kind of made a lot of sense. He said that he, I don't know who he told this to, but he said, we just got to make their other guys make plays. Like, not, you got to make the other guys beat us. Like, guys like like Iguodala and stuff like that. Jared Cook. Uh, Jared Cook. He's a tight end for the Saints. Quinn, Quinn Cook. Yeah, Quinn Cook. <laughs> um, but, and he said, but they just made their shots. Like, Iguodala yeah. made five threes in the game. I didn't even notice. Yeah, he had 17 points. He had five threes. Uh, and Looney had fourteen. So the role players did step up, and that's yeah. If the role players are making shots in the Warriors, then you're just not gonna beat them.
1: Yeah, and it's so. I, I, this is the like a lot of the times like in these postseason matchups, like it's so evenly matched between both sides, and like it sounds so dumb, but I've, a lot of the time I just think like whoever shots
0: are falling is gonna win. 'Cause like And it it could come down to and it does come down to in a lot of instances, like who's whose shots are falling in the last two minutes of the game.
1: Yeah. Like I'm we're gonna talk about the Sixers Raptors coming up, but the first six games, the high the team with the higher field goal percentage won the like won each contest and I it, Well yeah, that I, that makes sense. I know it makes sense, but I don't I, I, I was I didn't have time. I wanted to look up how often does that not happen, where a, team's lower, a team with a lower field goal chance wins the game? But, yeah, I don't know. Just, like, with streaky shooting, I, yeah, I don't know what to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the Warriors advance to the Western Conference Finals, and they'll be taking on the winner of Sunday's matchup, uh, po- the Portland Trailblazers versus the Denver Nuggets, which we'll get into right now. Uh, this is the first of the games, I believe, tomorrow. It's at 3.30. Denver is home, uh, as they were the higher seed. They have home court advantage. Um, yeah, Damian Lillard's killing it as usual. He's averaging nearly thirty points a game, shooting forty-five percent, almost forty percent from three in the playoffs. Um, Jokic is doing his thing, almost averaging a triple double. And wow, I, I, this, these, I think these teams are also very, very evenly matched. Yeah. Um, I wrote down how
1: a lot of the trailblazers, um, I mean, a lot of, a lot of their success is attributed to two guys. Um, I'm trying to say that the Nuggets, I feel like the, looking at statistically throughout this series and the whole year, really, like their production on offense has been distributed like not evenly, but... A far even more even spread than the Trailblazers like um Rodney Hood outside of Lillard and McCollum, Rodney Hood is really the only one to stepped up consistently throughout the series. He's averaged sixteen point one points per game. that's up from a season total of I think it was like ten or eleven Cantor
0: still provides some good offense
1: though <laughs> yeah I, I don't know how many he's averaged in a game, but uh a lot from their guards. The Blazers get their offense from another guy. I wanted to point out was Zach Collins. Uh, last two games, he's averaged fourteen. Well, he he got fourteen each game on fifty percent from the field,
0: which is good for him because jo- uh Collins is um, mainly a defensive. Yeah, that that's his you know prowess. So if he can get Seven you fourteen, if he can get you fourteen, then that then that's just really nice.
1: Yeah, so it's gonna take guys like him to step up. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Like, Lillard can go off for 50, but uh, but the Nugget side for the series, Jamal Murray's average, 24.7 points per game. Paul Millsap, 18.7 points per game, 9 rebounds per game. And then, as I said, it's like a <clears throat> pretty uh, – they had a lot of their role players step up throughout the series, like Will Barton, uh, Torrey Craig, Gary Harris, and Malik Beasley. Um, yeah, so
0: what do you – I, I think the X factor is Jamal Murray. I think if he has a good game the Nuggets will win. Yeah. And a lot of times throughout the year he they kinda live and die by him. Yeah, what I thought it was interesting I have written down that Jamal Murray at home has averaged in this series, just this series, not in the playoffs. At home he's averaged eighteen point seven points per game and on the road he's averaged thirty point seven. It's weird. Yeah. And they're at home. They're at home. I don't that's it's kinda odd. But yeah, that makes sense that you said he averaged twenty four Point seven right in the middle yeah um so yeah, and i i that's kinda odd how the series is played a lot better on the road that's a twelve point swing uh as opposed to home court. the nuggets are five and a half points favorites, um I feel like in the n b a if you're home, you're favorited most of the time, unless it's like a dur- drastic
1: in a series like this, yeah, yeah, in a, in, a in the, series in like all this, these series,
0: yeah, probably, so. Um, who do you think is going to win, and why? I I think the Nuggets are going to win. And I think it's going to be because of Jamal Murray.
1: I I think the Nuggets going to win because of what I said. How it's been a pretty um, even distribution of scoring throughout the series, and like in a game seven, pressure's on. They're not going to. They don't rely on one guy having to hit shots. And like if you rely on one guy having to hit shots, then like nerves can get to you. It's a game seven. If you're if you're not hitting shots, you're done. But I feel like. A lot, a lot of these Nuggets players can step up. I mean, Jokic is going to get. What he's going to get Jamal Murray. Probably get. what He's going to get Paul Millsap as well. And then they have several other guys like ones I just mentioned. Like five other guys that can step up and do some scoring for them.
0: Yeah, and it sounds like you just don't necessarily trust the role players for Portland as much. Yeah, not as really. much as like,
1: Denver. Outside of their, like they got obviously McCall and Lord, um, and then Hood has stepped up in this series. I mean, Zach Collins. He's at. He had 14 a piece of the last two games, but then before that he went 4-8-10-4 on, like, decent field goal percentage. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I trust the Nuggets depth more.
0: Yeah. Uh, I know the Nuggets were kind of, like, a popular preseason team to, like, do some damage, but, like, I never really thought they'd be in the Western Conference finals.
1: Yeah. Especially, imagine next year if Michael Porter Jr. T- turns into something that he's supposed to, like... I love Michael Porter Jr., and, like, he... He was picked tenth, or no, I think he was like thirteenth, fourteenth. Yeah, thirteenth, yeah. fourteenth, um, fourteenth. Um, but he sat out this year because of injury. And if he comes back, and he's anything what he's supposed to be, I mean, he without injury in college, he would have been the first overall pick in twenty eighteen.
0: Yeah, there was a reason why he was the number one recruit coming out of high school.
1: Right. So I mean, I mean, he he's gonna even I don't know this team. The, bright, bright—they're all
0: young too. Bright future,
1: right? So this could be the start of a dynasty, um, in Denver. If the—I mean the Warriors, this band, so, I mean they're all young except Paul Millsap. He's not young, right?
0: No, he's not. But, <laughs> but he could nice, be replaced. nice veteran piece. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um. So future's looking bright in Denver. He we be replaced by Michael Jr. Sorry. Yeah. No. no, the future's looking bright in Denver, whether they win or lose this game. But hey, they'll be taking on the Warriors if they win tomorrow. Uh, We'll move on to the other Game 7, which is uh, at 7 o'clock tomorrow. It's the hometown Philadelphia 76ers versus the Toronto Raptors in Toronto. Um, The first thing I have written down is I want to talk about this Embiid criticism. Uh, A lot of it has to do with his health, (coughs) but I don't know. I feel like a lot of the media in particular has been coming after him. So, I don't know. What do you think about that? Coming after how he's played, you mean? Yeah, and a lot of people were just saying how, uh, they did they did if you're, if it's not a season-ending injury, you got to play every game in the playoffs, and play well.
1: He has. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I I mean, I'm not gonna.
0: I know, but I think like they were saying, how, because he had like a what was it a upper respiratory infection or something like that? Yeah,
1: last before last game.
0: I think he said, like, like, his status was up in the air, and, like, some people didn't like that. They are like, if you're, like, if your leg's not falling off, you gotta be out there no matter what.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know, like, it kind of stinks that he's so injury-prone, which, I mean, I'm trying to look at it as a positive for the future. Like, is there, like, is, is he ever not gonna be injury-prone? Like, could he ever be, like, less injury-prone? Because uh, it's just like all, like, a, such a variety of injuries he's had. I just can't envision him playing 82 games. Nah, there's, there's no, no way. way. There's no way. He At this point in his career, he's missed more games than he's played, I'm pretty sure.
0: If he played. I mean, he sat the first two seasons, so I mean, he, that's. If he somehow made it through a whole season, played every single game, 82 games, I feel like a major injury would be coming like. The next year, like he would get hurt major. Yeah, like don't I don't think his body could hold up that long.
1: Yeah, no. So every I, se-
0: every season's going to be like this, how he misses chunks right. of time. But I uh, I agree that
1: I I don't think that he sh- should be criticized too much. Like, and honestly, like it could serve the Sixers benefit if his status is quote unquote up in the air leading up to the game. Like the I, I mean I guess the Raptors are or his the opponent whoever they're playing is going to prepare as if he's playing, but. Even if they prepare for as if he's playing, because obviously they want to prepare for the worst, meaning like they want to prepare if Joel meets in the court. I am talking yeah. from the Raptors, Raptors' perspective. Like if he's not in the court, the the Sixers' offense is a whole different game plan. So like you throw them off. I mean, it's it could be a blessing in disguise. His just up in the air, and like I I I haven't doubted he's not gonna play. Like he it, he realizes the magnitude of this series, like how important this is, and the Sixers do too. Like they're gonna do whatever he can to get him to play.
0: Yeah, that's true. I I do think to a certain extent he was definitely criticized unfairly. Um like, you know, he was going to play, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh another thing I've written down, do we think that Toronto will have enough um outside of Kawhi Leonard and Pascal Siakam? Cuz I feel like they're just doing all the scoring. Yeah. Uh Kawhi has averaged 28, 27 points I think in the playoffs. And Siakam's averaging twenty one point six, um, and so oh, I have different math. I figure I, I thought it was twenty point eight for Siakam. Really? Did you look that up, or did you do it on your own? Did I do it on my own? No, I looked it up. Why would I calculate his average and the averages are calculated for me for the postseason, the playoffs? Yeah. Oh, I oh I did for this series. This series, he's averaging no. twenty point. I'm telling you, I, I said the playoffs. It was twenty one. Um. But I feel like they just don't have enough. I did note
1: that um, for this season, Siakam is averaging 16.9 on 54% shooting. The regular um, season. Right, yeah, the yeah. regular season. And then uh, this series, he's averaged 20.8 and 45% from the field. Okay. So his usage rate, I don't know is, is what his usage rate actually is, but he's being used more Less
0: efficient. Just okay. to Point that out. There's nothing really going there. <laughs> I guess, but like without him, they they would probably be done by now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just don't. Do you, have you ever seen that famous video of that one kid, yeah, Kyle Kyler Lowry in the playoffs? <laughs> <That's> so funny.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, so who do, who's out outside of those two? Not, I mean, if Kyle Lowry steps up, that'd be huge for them, clearly. But he we can't we cannot trust yeah, him. You, can, you can't trust him at. <laughs> At this point in the season, I guess. Um,
0: I could totally see him dropping a dud in Game 7.
1: I, I, I mean, yeah. He really hasn't <laughs> produced much in the postseason, especially in Game 7, I would not count on him. Um, Van Fleet's been playing well, I think. I actually had to look at his
0: stats, but. I would say he is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, that is. For someone who wants the Raptors to win, that does concern me. I don't think <laughs> right. there are other players. I don't know if they are just have enough, but they are favored. Okay. Uh, they're at home. They're six-and-a-half-point favored. Gasol out? Yeah, that's why I was confused. I oh, was, wait, no, no, no. I wasn't sure if it was Pau Gasol or Marcus. No, no, it is Pau Gasol. It's Pau yeah, Gasol. That's what, I was, that's what I thought, too. Yeah, all right, yeah. Pa- Pau Gasol, is he out for the
1: this, this, this season? I think. he's he just out for the rest s- of the series in the Celtics-Bucks series?
0: I think he's out for the year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not Marcus all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Raptors are 6.5-point favorites.
1: Uh, I the, the over-under set at 209. I thought it was pretty low. I mean, I guess it's Game 7. Maybe they expect it to be more defensive and shots aren't falling. But combining these teams' average points per game is 20, 229.6. So the over-under set at 20 points below.
0: The teams average, like what they'd average to be. To, to That's a good point. It. I could definitely see it being a more defensive game. It's game seven. <laughs> sure. Um, but who do you think's gonna win?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm gonna go with the Sixers. Similarly to wh- why I picked the Nuggets, because as we said, outside of um, Leonard and Siakam, they what the rest they have like that kind of scares you as a Raptors fan, in my opinion. The Sixers have other guys that can step up. I mean, it's been said the Sixers bench isn't that deep, isn't that great. But I, I don't know. I I think they've, they've their bench players have been competent this series, and they're, but they, I mean, they're starting five. Like any of those five can go off any and any given night, which I trust. They're they're definitely they're overall definitely more. more talented than yeah. the
0: Raptors. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm just gonna say that the Raptors because that's wishful thinking. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and as much as I don't like, I do not like Kawhi Leonard. If anyone doesn't know that, I do not like him, but he is good, and I still think people forgot about how good he was in the start of these playoffs. So I think he's going to shine in this game and have an absolute gem. I'm going to say forty points. He could That's the
1: in the series. He was averaging like thirty six or something, but I mean,
0: I don't know. But he's going. He's that. he's going to put together an absolute gem. And I think he's just going to um... – Yeah, he's so good. Yeah. I mean,
1: the reason – I picked the Nuggets and the Sixers because they have – I feel like they have more more guys to rely on. But the guys that the Blazers and the Raptors have to rely on, like Lillard and Leonard, have both proven that they're not – to not crack under pressure in Game Sevens throughout the year. And their... they
0: both have a really good right second-best player too. Right. So I – yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so that's the game sevens. Uh I just for the rest of the playoffs I have written down, I don't know if you, you can maybe just go off the top of your head here. I have the Warriors being the Nuggets in five, I have <laughs> the Bucks beating the Raptors in six, and then the Warriors beating the Bucks in six in the finals. So what do you think? I'm gonna say Kevin
1: Red back. For us and Commons finals.
0: Maybe he'll miss the first couple games. Uh, but who knows? It's kinda of up in the air. They said he's going to be reevaluated true. Uh, next week, so he may or may not be.
1: Yeah, maybe in the game of the series, um they rest him maybe we'll go like one one and then I'll go Warriors and Six over the Nuggets. What about the East? And then Bucks Sixers. Um I'm gonna I've maybe like I have a feeling the Sixers will pull together a little bit,
0: but I'll take the Bucks in seven. Because Yeah, I'll take Bucks in seven. After watching the Celtics Bucks series very closely, I do not think that uh I, I'm just very confident like after they beat us, very confident that the Bucks will beat either of these two teams. There's a reason why they're the best team in the East this year. Yeah. I just chose not to see it. But they are. They're too big. They have too many guys that can shoot.
1: Yeah, we we were talking about it the other day. Like, pretty much anyone on that team can shoot besides I, besides Giannis and Giannis. And Zion. he's so still he not score. he's not a terrible shooter. Right, he's not a terrible shooter,
0: and he can score almost like, any other way on the court. Chris Middleton can knock him down. Eric Bledsoe can knock him down. Say Pat, Connaughton Pat Connaughton can really knock him down, and that we're not just saying that because we like Notre Dame basketball, but he really can knock him down. Yeah. Uh, even Brooke Lopez, for a center, he's a great right. three-point shooter. And Miritich, too. So, uh, they're big, too. Middleton's huge. Giannis is huge. He they're a sober. big team. Yeah, him, too. They're a big team, and they play, I think they're a top three defense, if I'm they not gotta mistaken. Be. They gotta be, yeah. And they all can shoot, and they have the MVP, probably. Yeah. So, they're scary. I, I'm, I'm very confident they will beat. Either Toronto, Toronto or Philly.
1: Oh, you mentioned Chris Middleton, yeah.
0: yeah I don't I'm very confident they'll beat either Toronto or Philly. So Yeah. And then what about the I have I said I had Warriors over Bucks in six. Because I think the Bucks can probably take him to six. I agree. So same in six. Yeah, we'll see. Uh we'll have many other updates because we still got a month and a half of the season left. So stay tuned for that. Uh we're gonna switch gears. We're gonna talk about uh the PGA championship. Which is coming up this week for a little bit here, uh, it's Thursday to Sunday. First time they switched it around. It's in May this year. It's usually in August. I like now, that. Yeah, now it's the second Not major. A big
1: gap. Yeah, just one one every month.
0: Yeah, it's uh yeah. I know. I like the major, so I like how they're every month now. Yeah. Uh, it's being played at Bethpage Black in New York. Um, TJ's going. So yeah, is
1: I thought Kevin's going too. Probably. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Most recently, it held the Barclays in 2016. Uh, four players who are competing in the PGA Championship in the field have won at Page and Tiger is one of them. He won Wait, the... Who are the other three do you know? Don't know. Okay. I tried to find out, but I couldn't couldn't uh, find it. And Tiger won the 2002 US Open there, so quite a long time ago, but he has experience there and he's won, so that's definitely got to say something. On your odds... Actually, just read the odds. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, I just have one more fact about it. Okay. Uh, Tiger has never won the Masters and the PJ in the same year. Really? Yeah. Not this year. Not that you think he's going to do it? Going Grand Slam. (laughs) That'd be crazy. (laughs) Um, uh, You want me to read all the odds? Sure. Yeah, whatever you... uh... Yeah, so I wrote down the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. The top 15 odds uh, for, you know, to win the tournament. Uh, first was Dustin Johnson, eight to one. I read these off of the parks casino app, by the way. So that's where I'm getting it from. Dustin Johnson, won eight to one. Tiger Woods, nine to one. Brooks Kepka 10 to one. Uh, Rory, 12 to one. Justin Rose, 12 to one. John Rahm, 14 to one. Justin Thomas, 16 to one. Uh, Molinari, 18 to one. Bryson DeChambeau, 20 to one. Ricky, 20 to one. Jason Day, 22 to one uh xander shawfleet 22 to 1 tony Fino 25 to 1 spieth 28 fleetwood 30 and phil was 40 to 1 i don't think phil was in there i just included him because he's a big name
1: yeah uh kind of surprised not surprised just like it's crazy how speed what do you say speed was i mean he was the 14th
0: 28 yeah that that's the first thing that's the first thing that jumps out to you
1: yeah i mean he's he's never won it Two years ago, I mean he was the number like the best golfer like the hot name, and i he's still good, just like he's never won, won the PGA championship
0: he's won he's won, the won every other three yeah. he's won all the other three, yeah, so maybe that has something to do with it, maybe his recent play, maybe a combination of both i want isn't i got an alert I should have run into it, I thought Rory.
1: Didn't he do something about like he's gonna play the European Tour? I is he Are you sure he's playing in the? uh I mean, I guess he's on the odds. He's playing this, but I didn't. I didn't, I, I I didn't see before. what
0: you were talking about. So. Oh,
1: I, yeah, I, he's like. I think I think he's playing the European Tour this year, which I don't know if that conflicts with the PGA Tour, but yeah, I wasn't for sure. I wasn't sure if he was playing. That's so why I, re- I wanted to read the odds. Yeah,
0: well, I, no, I hope he's playing. I want all the big names to be in. Definitely, yeah. Um. One guy I like, I have no idea. For some reason, I'm just drawn to this name. I wrote down Xander Shoffley. Uh He's very young. He's only 25, but he's very good. Yeah. He's only played in... Uh, He's played in all of the majors twice. So he's he only played in eight career majors, but he did well in all of them. He played in the Masters, this past Masters, he came in second place. Yeah, like he
1: kind of, on Sunday, he kind of came out of nowhere. I don't know Sunday score, but like he he really hung in there with the big names and like a lot of low scores on Sunday and just throughout the whole tournament this Masters
0: with obviously Tiger and... Yeah. So he's yeah. never never won yeah. a major obviously but at such a young age to do that at the Masters I feel like he's definitely he's a talented golfer so I think he's definitely going to win one. He's, I mean obviously he's 25. He's got a very long yeah. golf career ahead of him uh, but I like him for some reason uh, and <clears throat> he hasn't played in a month so he's well rested. I feel like they kind of choose which tournaments they're going to play in strategically so they can line it up for the majors. And remember that, uh, before the masters, how we read that, like predict that one weird predictor that like predicts the winner or whatnot and how they're like really successful. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, They, I think they liked Shoffley for some reason. Okay. So, and like, I, I kind of had my doubts about that predictor thing. Yeah. Cause who, who do we, who do we say? Uh, they're big on one name and we're like oh this guy's going to win i don't know yeah we'll have to look back at yeah. that and see how well they actually did but i i mean i was skeptical of it but then i read through who they predicted right and it was some pretty big ones so i kind of trust i mean you can't trust anyone because it's no one can see into the future but i don't know they like shawfly and i kind of looked into him a little bit and i i think he could probably make some noise beth page is a really it's kind of a hard course I feel like from reading up on it. Yeah. So, it is. Yeah. Mm. So, we'll see. Uh I think Golf Digest had it <laughs> like the sixth the most difficult in America. Wow. if I, if I read that correctly, but it could be a difficult course. We'll see. I always like when majors are like I don't know. Like two under wins it. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, I like it. I think it's cool. I Webb Simpson. A lot of defensive Web, play. Web Simpson won it at won the U.S. Open when he won. I think he was like even or like yeah, one over. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a U.S. Oh, you said that. US you know Open, the most yeah. like nerd thing I ever did. <laughs> so in calc, uh, there's like different techniques of integration. Okay. And like the Simpsons rule is one of them. I don't know what that is, but okay. And in order for in order to use the Simpsons rule, uh, you have to choose like the integration techniques like you have to estimate this is no one wants to hear about this but <laughs> uh you have to estimate the area under a curve and yeah. like there's different there's like the trapezoid method there's like the midpoint method there's simpson's rule okay. stuff like that uh, and then, in order to do Simpson's rule, n had to be an even number, and I remembered that because Webb Simpson <laughs> won the U.S. Open close to even. <laughs> that's how I remembered it. That's the most <laughs> stupid thing I've ever said on this podcast. But that's good. Yeah,
1: shout out Webb Simpson.
0: Yeah, helping us pass. I mean, calc. I failed Calc one, so that this is, <laughs> but I got the it the second Webb time. Screw <laughs> uh, No, but no, I, th- if I wasn't for him, I wouldn't even remember that. So thanks, go. Webb uh for helping mitchell fail calc (laughs) one but then pat no this is calc two and then passing it again oh okay yeah so he helped you pass calc two well i failed then i passed calc one or two both oh
1: (laughs) okay let's just move on
0: yeah um that was the calculus minute (laughs) on the highline podcast never again yeah all right so that's pretty much it for the pga championship just wanted to talk about it briefly uh maybe we'll talk about it uh when it's concluded and we'll uh See who won. I will, probably won't get to watch much of it. We have our Dynasty rookie draft that day. Oh yeah. So probably won't see mo- uh much of that. But yeah, I'll, we'll definitely look into it and we'll probably talk about it for a little bit and whatnot. Alright. The last thing we're gonna do, uh kind of a little segment thing I came up with. We always like to talk about the NFL for a little bit on the show, so uh even when it's the off season in the middle of you know, the season's still four months away, still like to talk about it. Uh, I'm going to ask Jack... The The question here is, should this player make the Hall of Fame? And I'm going to give him seven current players who are kind of borderline-ish to the Hall of Fame. Maybe not. Maybe he'll think all of them should be in the Hall of Fame. But yep. I'm going to read seven names who are in the NFL or just recently retired from the <coughs> NFL. And he's going to say if they should or should not be in the Hall of Fame.
1: I don't, I've got my Google search ready in case I want to look up stats real quick, but... Just right. go. give me the first name.
0: First name. Should AJ Green be in the Hall of Fame? Stop doing that with the pen. Um,
1: I got my answer. You give your answer because I'm going to look something up real quick.
0: Well, since uh, since a lot of these players are currently playing... Like, if this player just, like, had a season – a career-ending injury tomorrow, a lot of these players, like, won't have a good enough resume to make the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But I'm going to say, A.J. Green, if he just puts together, like, two more seasons of where he's at and then, like, two more seasons that are, like, okay after that, I think he could make it. He had I, – I, I think he's yeah. had a – he started off his career with, like, six straight seasons of 1,000 yards, I think. Something You're like that. correct. So – he came off the leagues hot, and then he's um. So with the pace he's on, if he doesn't just fall off a cliff tomorrow, I think he could be in. His numbers are comparable to Julio, and they came out the same year. So if you think nah, you're... Julio has more yards. Yeah, for sure. But like they're up there with him, and like he's not too far off from him. So I'm gonna say yes. Um. But he's that. It's gonna take him some time. Yeah, he's not gonna get in right away. Well
1: um what you said how he he's gonna need like a year or two at what he's at and then
0: like what'd you say? I like you need He's definitely not gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer, he will definitely <clears throat> no, yeah. it'll take years. But like
1: I don't trust his longevity that much. I don't know how much I don't I don't yeah, it's true. have much faith in how long he's gonna go. Like he, he's been pretty injury prone. Um to so give it an I answer, don't know. yes or
0: no. Uh I'll say yeah, eventually, mm. barely. But I th- I think it does depend on what he does for the rest of his career, which is kind of a cop out answer. But I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say no. All right, because
1: I don't I don't I I don't trust that he's gonna last for that much longer. I really don't think I honestly don't think he's gonna last much longer. That's why I like Tyler Boyd in my dynasty team. Okay. Next player, will
0: Marshawn Lynch make the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, uh. This one was harder for me. It seems like he's a player that should make the Hall of Fame, but I don't know. We're looking. We're looking up some stats right now. Um, he's got like ten ten thousand something yards. Yeah, ten thousand three hundred. Seventy nine touchdowns. Right. Yeah. Nine receiving. No, no. Eighty four. Eighty
1: four rushing. Nine receiving. Nine touchdowns. receiving. That's almost 100 total touchdowns. Yeah. And then receiving yards, what's he got? 22. So he's got, like,
0: 12,500 all-purpose yards, 94 touchdowns. These players obviously have really good stats, and you have to say, like, oh, there's, like, an old guy who has, like, 5,000 yards, and he's in the Hall of Fame. But, like, you got to just... It's so much different. It's just a different game, so you can't really go off of that. But I don't know. I just think... He's. I don't think. I think he's gonna fall just short. Maybe he'll get in like a long time, but I'm gonna say no. <laughs> no, nah, I'll say yeah, because
1: if he's assuming he's done for his career, it's kind of. Then he mentioned he might come back. Now I don't know, but um, that's over his 11 year career. He's averaging like 1,100 yards, all purpose yards, on eight and a half touchdowns each season for a whole career. Like, if you have that in one season, it's a good season. It's just his average. Like, when he tell So, I'm going to say, yeah. Only reason maybe not. Maybe because the NFL might not like him because of how he's... Just because of who he is. I don't know. I,
0: yeah, look how long they kept T.O. out.
1: Yeah, so, like, which is ridiculous. Because T.O. should have easily... I don't... It, that that's just so annoying
0: yeah I know
1: like yeah, that was bad easily second all time in yards and uh, great receivers was whatever but so the only reason no he, he will be in eventually but the only reason he may not be in so quickly is because of who he is I mean obviously how he's treated the media and everything yeah I don't know how well liked he is around uh, NFL higher ups so yeah but I still say yes
0: <clears throat> Alright, the third guy will Matt Ryan be in the Hall of Fame. Ooh. Initially I was like, he will definitely be in the Hall of Fame. As what? weird as that sound. Because if you look at his stats, he's got, I think, if not mistaken, forty six thousand yards, right?
1: What do you oh total. Yeah. First you're group. right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And he's only how old?
1: He's only 33, I think. Thirty-three. Oh, look, he's 33, yes. Oh, he's going to be 34 next week.
0: So, you know what? I, I initially said yes because I just thought, like, his stats jumped out to me. But I'm going to retract that. I'm going to say he is not going to make it. He puts up great numbers, but a lot of quarterbacks put up great numbers now. So there's only, like, I don't know. I, I'm i going to say no because I feel like Bold. a lot of quarterbacks are – I mean he does have an M V P to his name though.
1: Right, exactly. So I I've never been the biggest Matt Ryan fan, but he puts up competent stats as what we just said. He averages forty two hundred yards a season. That's and, great. That's and, so good. Right, and then touchdowns. He's averaging oh, how many seasons has he played? Uh eleven. Forty two hundred yards and twenty seven touchdowns a year for his whole career.
0: And like I feel like he's not gonna slow down for another like at right. least three or four more years. And the fact that he has an MVP, I That's think big, that kind of yeah.
1: put. Yeah, like how many guys have an MVP?
0: Yeah, I don't. I, okay, I this like,
1: is. I think even MVP, your that that bodes well. To this be is
0: kind of going off because this is not a guy who I've written down. But do you put Cam Newton in the Hall of Fame?
1: Uh, I love Cam, but I mean, he, he has a he is an gotta, MVP. I know he's got to do he's got to do more. Yeah, but you think Matt Ryan, like, like Cam Newton's younger, he's got more time, he, he has more years, he's got to prove himself more.
0: Yeah, so you just think if Matt Ryan stays in this pace that he's at, he will probably be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, like, w- ah. would you put Phillip Rivers in? I feel like you would. I think Philip Rivers is no doubt in the Hall of Fame.
1: Then I, I feel like Matt Ryan's stats aren't that much behind him, yeah. plus he's an MVP. That's true, I
0: this is this was one of the hardest ones for me. I was, like I'm I, never
1: gonna argue for Matt Ryan. I I'm, I've gone on record saying I'm not the biggest Matt Ryan fan, but I I you just said he, it five minutes ago. Yeah, like I I
0: think he he deserves it. Yeah, it that's this one that one was probably the hardest for me. I was really going back and forth with him, so I really don't know, but I think you kind of swayed me, so I'm gonna say yes now. Because especially like if Philip Rivers is in, <coughs> I feel like Matt Ryan's gotta be in. Yeah. All right, next guy I have is Nedummacan Sue, a Hall of Famer. Ooh. He made a lot of All-Pro teams early on in his career, and his his stats. Mm. No, you can't. I don't know. You can't really look at his stats. I feel like they're not really there. But he, he made a lot of All-Pro teams. Like, look at that. Well,
1: stats. What are we looking at? But what stat?
0: He's a defensive tackle, correct? Right.
1: So I'm saying, yeah. So defense, really... defensive tackles, they're not outside of Aaron Donald, who's the outlier for defensive tackles. They're not, they're run stoppers. They're not getting, they're not necessarily going out to the quarterback. He averages like seven sacks a season, which that's fine. That's good for like, a yeah, That's, good that's for great, an, great for a D tackle. An yeah. interior
0: lineman, yeah. And
1: I'm going to say, yeah, because we'll see. The thing is, well, it's kind of a common thread, not common thread, but similar to Marshawn Lynch. I think. Sue deserves it, but how well liked he is? Is he by NFLs? Probably a lot worse than Marshawn Lynch. Right, like he was he's a nasty. He's, I mean, I, I don't know. He hasn't done much recently, but like, but like he, he was obviously the face stub, and he's not very well liked around the league. But I think going on with what you said, three All Pro, first team All Pros, six Super Bowl, <laughs> six Pro is Bowls, or, or five Pro Bowls, whatever. Like he, he deserves it
0: which we all right, but hold on I feel like we have to like there's a difference between like really really good players and dominant players at the time but then like it's the Hall of Fame you know what I mean like this is supposed to be a select group of guys like I think I feel like we're underestimating like how like prestigious the Hall of Fame really is Have we said yes to everyone no I said no to
1: Green I said yes to Lynch Yes, I said yes, yes to Matt Ryan, Ryan and you said and yes to Sue.
0: Yeah, so we just have to keep that in mind. We have three names left, but I don't know. It's so hard. This is a very hard thing to I I think um, analyze in a way and give like a solid like case and prediction because it's really your opinion. But I say yes to Sue. Okay. You say no to Sue. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say no. This next guy, I'm probably going to say no as well. Is Earl Thomas a Hall of Famer? He's not done. A lot of these guys aren't done, obviously. They're all current players besides Marshawn Lynch. <coughs> I don't know. Mm. I'm going to say no. Because, again, another thing you could say against him, he's playing with like a really good secondary. So how much was it really on him? Richard Sherman and Cam Chancellor. Yeah, but same accolades as Three three first team All Pros, five Pro Bowls. Yeah, and like he a Super Bowl. He was always a top three safety, like while he's like in his dominant years. I don't want to say yes. I'm gonna say no because I don't think he's gonna be that great. I said no with Sue. I'm gonna say no with the Ravens this year. He is thirty.
1: Yeah, like. I'm going to say no. Hmm. But then I feel bad. Because you said yes with Sue. And they're kind of... like Yeah. Because for Su- similar to what I said about AJ Green, Earl Thomas is pretty injury prone. I don't see him producing that much. I mean, he hasn't made a... He- last Pro Bowl was 2017. He missed a Pro Bowl in 2016 and 18. I don't see him like returning to what he was because he's injury prone. I don't think he's gonna be that great in the Ravens. So I don't similar to what it's a green, I don't think he's gonna do he's, his longevity is not gonna be there. It's not gonna, he's, I don't think he's gonna last much longer. But what I said about Sue, I think he's already proven himself. They're the same accolades with three L Pros, five Pro Bowls.
0: Not gonna say no. Okay. Next guy, second to last guy here. Uh is Terrell Suggs a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I hate Terrell Suggs. I think I'm going to say yes, he is. Um, he has 132 ish career <laughs> sacks, which is, I think I looked it up 12th or 13th all time. So he's definitely in the top 15 all sacks. Uh, he is a Defensive Player of the Year. He has won a Super Bowl, and he's been to a lot of Pro Bowls. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven Pro Bowls. Yeah, seven Pro Bowls, a Defensive Player of the Year. A Super Bowl champion, and he's twelfth all time in sacks. I think that's good enough to be the Hall of Fame.
1: One first team All Pro, um, but I'm gonna say yeah because um, I feel like the NFL they like longevity.
0: Yeah, he's
1: done it since two thousand three,
0: and he's thirty. Yeah, he's like thirty six, right? Yeah,
1: two thousand. He's at it. He's going in year seventeen. I think sixteen. Year sixteen for Terrell Suggs. And, I mean, he's still producing, so I'm going to say, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I agree. That's how you know we're not biased because we don't like Terrell Suggs. I hate Terrell Suggs. He's in. All right, last guy is LaShawn McCoy, Hall of Famer. Interesting. I am just going to answer that. I'm going to say, yes, he is. I think he, right now, he has slightly better career stats than Marshawn Lynch, and he's still not done yet. Um. But again, it's not a thing. Like better. he, he oh, had, he's got
1: a lot of. Oh no, it's He um. He's got eighty-one total touchdowns. All-purpose yards. Little more. He's at like 1400, fourteen hundred. Fourteen thousand two hundred. Could play like two more years too. Then I'll say yeah. I mean yeah, he's made. What is this? Like seven, six Pro Bowls. One, two, three,
0: six Pro Bowls.
1: Two first team all pros. I'll say yeah.
0: Definitely. I think he led the league in rushing one year. Definitely touchdowns. That one yeah, year with the six,
1: Eagles. E- yeah, yeah. In 2013, he led the league in rushing at 1,607. Led the league in touchdowns in 2011 at 17 touchdowns. Sure.
0: Didn't know. Oh, didn't you No. Yeah,
1: you're Not right. the same year. Yeah. Yeah. But he made first team all pro both years of those.
0: Yeah. All right. That's all I got. Um, so it
1: was. read the list again I just want to say AJ Green no
0: Marshawn Lynch yes Matt Ryan yes Sue yes Thomas no Suggs yes McCoy yes so I think you said yes to everyone but Thomas and Green yeah I said no to Lynch Sue and Thomas okay I I think that it's a very interesting thing to bring up but it's also very hard. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not really going to fault you for any of the answers you had there. All right. So, that's today's episode. Uh, it was a good one. And thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the Hogline Podcast on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Follow the show for all the updates on Instagram at Hogline Podcasts. Follow me at Mitchell Manis. Follow Jack at underscore Jack dot Manis underscore. I finally got that down after all these <laughs> episodes. Yeah, take a bit off. Yeah, go Raptors.